your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Thank you so much for listening to all of these amazing and exceptional positive imprints. I'm Catherine, your host of the podcast, Your Positive Imprint, the variety show featuring people all over the world whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements. Exceptional people rise to the challenge. Music by the talented Chris Knoll. Chris Knoll.com. C H R I S N O L E. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. My website is yourpositiveimprint.com. You can listen to the show from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, or of course, listen from any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or simply your favorite podcast platform. Enjoy the show and get inspired to activate your own positive imprint. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? This is part two with Leif Cox, Saving the Orangutans. Leif Cox began his career with the Perth Zoo in Perth, Australia, where he met, observed, and interacted with many of the animals. Through his zoological journey, he discovered orangutans and their intelligence. He has several academic qualifications as a zoologist and biologist. His research is peer-reviewed. He has worked and continues to work with species management programs worldwide while continuing campaigning and lobbying for animal welfare in the wild, including the Orangutan Project, the International Elephant Project, International Tiger Project. He is dedicated to habitat protection. Leif has a passion, and he says it best. My work with the zoo had instilled within me an ironclad determination to make a practical and lasting difference for all orangutans and other beings on the planet. I am so honored and so thrilled to bring Leif Cox and his positive imprints to you. Leif, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. I'm excited. You're bringing... (laughs) a wealth of knowledge, not just knowledge, but research. You started so young with your journey. I was working with um, 15 orangutans, as you mentioned, and then discovered not only that they're wonderful beings, but they're self-aware persons that don't belong in captivity. In fact, they don't do well in captivity. And they can only um, thrive while living in their own culture and communities in the wild. And, of course, at the same time, discovering that the critically endangered species being driven to extinction by having them individually slaughtered on a mass scale. And, and therefore, that started on my journey to save the orangutans, but not only in doing that, helping save other living beings, such as tigers, elephants, indigenous human communities. And, of course, protecting the habitat is one of the most effective things we can do to mitigate climate change. What we're seeing is every civilization from South America or Mesopotamia, it's actually fallen down through ecological destruction of its immediate environment. Agriculture developed, destroys the land, 
built up in the collapse. And at the end of those civilizations, the wealth is concentrated into fewer, fewer people, more wars, more violent and authoritarian rule. We've seen it, you know, and we're doing this on a global scale. And we're just following the same traditional pattern, watching our civilization slowly reach the limits of its environmental impact on the surrounding environment, which at this stage is the whole planet, and we're going to collapse in on itself. But we have the opportunity want for a better word, spiritual and moral evolution. So we have, as human beings, this capacity to come out of that tribal framework. We have this opportunity now, so we all should just give it our best shot. An orangutan lived during World War II. She suffered from post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD. Yeah, Maoist. Yeah, so that's one of the things, and it goes into orangutan rehabilitation. You have to repair their poor little minds. As we know, with human beings, we cannot learn, socialize properly and become independent unless our minds are in good, healthy condition. And if you've seen your mother killed and eaten in front of you, you can imagine for that poor baby orangutan is the most horrific destruction of their little minds you can experience. Mars gives a classic example of how persons suffer and how mental trauma can affect them their entire life. Maoist was the Sultan of Zhou's personal pet. I mean, Johor stated just across the, the Straits of, into Singapore, which was heavily bombed and taken by the Japanese in, in World War II. And so she got bombed during this period. The story is the superintendent back in 1968, when they got the first orangutans, to start the orangutan colony in, in the city, um, was taking um, Shira and Puan to start the colony and found Maoist at, in the personal garden of the Sultan of Jor, sitting in a cage. So I asked her to take, take her too. But she'd been traumatized. And so I, I was looking after her until she died. She was the oldest orangutan to ever to live when she died. But one of the tragically things is, they started this Australia Day sky show where they basically had planes flying around and then boom, 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 boom. And of course, for an orangutan, that's basically been bombed again. And so every Australia Day, I would spend the night sitting with her and, and keeping her calm and giving her that love and support to get her through the her literally reliving the bombings in, in, in World War Two. I think that story just lets us know that the the level of suffering mm-hmm. poor orangutans go through, even when they do survive, and how that trauma, just like in human beings, can last an, an entire lifetime. And I hope in some ways that story instills a level of compassion and understanding. One of the sayings that comes to mind is, God forgive them, they know not what they do. People killing and eating animals, destroying the rainforest, if they only could feel like it's a fraction of the suffering they're causing, that they would just be so, you know, abhorrent, you know, about their own actions. Yeah, well, that was an incredible story. Maoist, incredible story. You took that time to stay with her during that the Australian, I guess it's a celebration of sorts, mm. but with the, bit, the loud... Like the 4th um, of July in America, it's the same. Okay, time. this was in the 1990s, and this orangutan came from World War II with these reactions and the fear. I agree with you that higher intelligence is there within the orangutan and so many other animals that we haven't 
done enough observations on. There are just so many stories about the different orangutans that you have had a relationship with. There's, there's so many stories. It's, it's been a lifetime of spending, you know, time with these wonderful beings which you've had the privilege. I've been an orangutan mother, you know, which is uh, obviously an un unusual thing for a um, middle-aged man to say. But so it, it's been a wonderful and, and it's been a, wonderful, it's, it's a long, strange trip it's been to and, and the experience. One of the ones that I, I talk about in my book, which I think often people when they're reading your book tell me they cry at this, at this particular this story. I had to go find a new male for my female. They had like 10 females and, and they needed a new, a, a new male because all the males were their sons to breed with. I used to be a small population biologist. And so we, we found two orangutans in America, which are right genetic match for my females. So I went to look at one of these research centers, these horrible research centers. And at the time, for example, they were getting chimpanzees to smoke crack to see the effect of crack on their babies. And so that kind of stuff. And they normally wouldn't let a person like me in, but they had this male orangutan there that was a perfect match and they didn't want to have orangutans anymore. So I went into this and saw it. And next door, there was another orangutan that came out of its concrete hubble. And I couldn't tell when it moved towards me whether it was dragging its feet or walking because it was so fat. And it, it started sign language to me. And I, I asked the keeper there, I said, oh, what's he saying? He said, oh, we don't know. We don't speak a sign language. He's Chantek, the uh, sign language experiment from the 70s. We've got no idea. He just signs to us and so i actually f found out what he was signing he was signing get the keys let's go and so he was trying to communicate to, yeah. to, to help me get out of here and coincidentally i did it in my own small way i was i was staying at a, a zookeeper's house because when i tra travel i normally stay in people's houses so i was staying in the zookeeper's house, atlanta zoo and i said oh look i found chantek the famous sign language orangutan I'm going to ring up my director back at the zoo and say, look, I'll grab the other orangutan, but can I grab him too? I know we can't breed from him and stuff, but we can save him from this. So the keeper said, oh, look, Leif has found the Chantec. No way the Australian's going to take that orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bit of nationalism coming in. But so he then rang up the, the, the sentence, I want the orangutan. And he basically got taken to Atlanta Zoo. He's still in captivity, but well, you know, light years of increased welfare. And Lynn Miles, the, the, the lady who originally trained him and taught him back at the university, got to connect with him again. She wasn't allowed into the research centre. And so it, it was a, you know, not ultimately the happy fairytale ending that we hope that all orangutans can go back to sanctuaries in the wild. But it's, it's certainly, this for him, it made a life-changing difference for the rest of his life. To get him out of there. And... So now in 1998, I think it is, you moved again forward with what was calling you. Leif answered a call to protect and free orangutans through the Orangutan Project. Yeah, and it's the Orangutan Project started in 98, and now we've got chapters all around Europe, Canada, United States, New Zealand, Australia. We funnel that money in and we have the strategic plan, which everyone can download from our website, of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Save these eight ecosystems of the right type, shape and size of the rainforest to bring orangutans, each species and subspecies orangutans through this extinction crisis. 
yeah. as well as the elephants and the tigers. We've got have separate projects for them to bring them under the umbrella of orangutan conservation. How we work with indigenous communities, not only leave these ecosystems environmentally self-sustainable, economically self-sustainable, so, so the indigenous communities can prosper and live in harmony with the with the rainforest. And all that is, is being then working with a multitude of wonderful organizations and individuals. Again, it is selfless collectivization. We work with all these wonderful organizations with advice and technology and supporting them with money and forming joint companies and foundations to work together to save the ecosystems. So working together globally to bring in the funds necessary to make that meaningful change, working with wonderful individuals and organizations on the ground to then express, intelligently express that desire for meaningful change into the real world. Well, such a commendable organization. I have researched it. You are top-notch organization on the star list. It's a list that helps people know what organizations are out there to give to. They're actually putting the money in the field. We have a moral obligation, especially in developed countries, because part of our wealth and affluence is, is vicariously by the fact that we're living in the society, is we're borrowing from the, the future. And then we're consuming the Earth's capacity to support people into the future. And we're also destroying people's environment in developing nations in order that people who live in these affluent environments in developed nations are borrowing from the future. And so we have a, a, a moral obligation to give back. But for many of us, it's um, not easy. We're not experts in particular fields. We don't maybe have this, the management skills to collectivize, etc. At least we can all give a little bit of money, give a little support or become a volunteer and raise money. So we all have the capacity to make our lives more balanced, you know, and, yeah. and, and give back to the planet and other people as much as that we're taking. If I lived out there, I would be one of the volunteers helping out in any way I can. So let's look at your books because they are full of stories and just the power of your words is inspiring. Now, one of the books, <laughs> did you know it's $2,000? <laughs> oh, no, $2,000. There's some error in the, in the book site, is there? I don't know, but it's the orangutans and their battle for survival is oh, $2,000 on Amazon. It's a... It could be, it could be because it's out of print. It's out of print. Somebody, somebody bought one and decided to cash in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> so, but wow, that, that would be an interesting book. So I hope it can go into reprint. I don't know how that works uh, with publishers, but you have... Finding Our Humanity, and you have Orangutans, My Cousins, My Friends. And that's your journey. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things about the books is there's no author royalties or anything. I, I have never made a cent from a book in my life, even though um, Orangutans, My Cousins, My Friends has been an Amazon bestseller. And if you do buy the paperback, it's, it's environmentally friendly inks and, and, and recycled paper. And, and so they're, they're all, in some sense, autobiographies about my life. And so, yeah, and, and then the, 
the last one is finding our humanity. And that's really has come out of when finishing my cousins, my friends, I've really felt I had still more to say. And in essence, more to give. All the money goes to helping saving orangutans and its ecosystems. But also it helps the reader. It, 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 it's a positive um, effect on, on the reader and their journey to happiness. And, and so it's, it is about everything that we do in the orangutan project, including these books. It's about a win-win situation of giving, in this case, giving some information, stories and understanding people at the same time of them supporting the survival and care of other living beings. Well, I'm not finished with it just yet, but I am so much enjoying orangutans, my cousins, my friends. I have both Finding Our Humanity and the other. And even though it's autobiographical on your life, it has so much history of the orangutans in it and some of your research, which I think is really important as well. There's not many books out there about orangutans. There's more on the gorillas and the chimps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, in, in general, we often um, see Africa as a bastion of conservation and wildlife because that's how we're brought up with Africa on, our, you know, on Saturday afternoons. But the wildlife in Asia is far more endangered than in Africa. And there's beautiful persons, beautiful great apes and close relatives in the Asian rainforest. African conservation is important, but it's so much more dire in, in Asia and, and therefore the need to, for us to concentrate our efforts on Asia. One of the, you know, the stories I put in, I think was Finding Our Humanity, is the little girl on the beach, you know, and millions of starfish washed on the beach and just thrown it back and a cynical man says, we can't save more, but it matters to each one she throws back. And that's the beauty of it. We, again, it's, we, we get into these false paradigms. It's the individual welfare of the animal. No, it's the whole environment and the individual doesn't matter. No, <laughs> get off those false paradigms. Both matter. We don't know the outcome. And you're not going to know, know the outcome. You're not going to be here to know the outcome. It, it, exactly. But we, we have that vision. And, and that vision is based on science and sound understanding. And our own individual selves are rewarded. A life of self-assertive. I am so thankful that you did not get discouraged with all of your planning and still being bombarded with all of the atrocities that continue to happen. And so we need people like you to continue work, but continue the inspiration and bringing the information and the science. Your research is science and evidence-based and mm -hmm. peer-reviewed. And that is so imperative to education moving forward with the protection of any species is understanding them, the true mm -hmm. them through science. Mm -hmm. yes. Thank you. All right. So let listeners know where to find you. You have a couple mm -hmm. of websites. Yes. We, we have the, the orangutan project or one word. You can come see us on the website. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course we also, because a couple of species were falling outside of our umbrella of concern because elephants and people were killing each other and tigers had criminal syndicates coming in to poach them. So we started up the international elephant, international tiger project to bring all species 
and then yeah you can come come on the website and see all the work that we're doing to protect the forest and work with indigenous communities as things open up post-covid come to the rainforest with me and experience the, the beautiful beans with your orangutans firsthand i would love to take my husband out there and go out with you just because not just to see the orangutans but to go out with an icon who has studied and researched them and who has been a part of the movement of preserving this species and that would be an incredible journey for me. You know, a lot of people come as life-changing experience, and I give talks every night, like kind of campfire talks, you know, <laughs> on, on, the, on the boat, on the river, and take people on a journey. And of course, you get to meet the wonderful in the young Indonesian conservationists who are on the front line, and, and so it, it's a very genuine, enriching experience. And for many people, it, it's, it's life-changing. Oh. Absolutely. And for me, just doing the research on you has been life-changing. For me, it is life-changing for me. And the things that you've said today, very life-changing and things that I want to do better myself for the orangutanproject.org. And it is with the word the, the orangutanproject.org. Orangutan is O-R-A-N-G-U-T-A-N. And he also has one regarding his books and a little bit more information about him, leifcox.org. That's L-E-I-F-C-O-C-K-S dot org. You've been extremely inspiring, but what are your last inspiring words you'd like to share? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just maybe paraphrasing is, yeah, love all and, and do what you please. Because if you love all, your actions will, in a sense, be beneficial and caring to others. So there's a great freedom in love and universal love. I hope everybody can experience that joy, which is inherent in all of us. The destruction or the sacrifice of individuals, it is always wrong. But that's not how nature works. The compassion and love for all living beings, individually and collectively, always bring the best and most noble outcome for all. The individual orangutans that we save and give the opportunity to live a free and happy life is a lifetime achievement of, of, of immeasurable value. Leif Cox, thank you so much. You're, you're truly humble, but yet you are very vocal in what the message is that you want to get out to citizens of the world regarding your studies with the orangutans and the preservation of them, but also the freeing of them. Leif Cox, thank you so very much for sharing your positive imprints. Well, thank you, Catherine. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to share episodes, download, subscribe, or follow this podcast, Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI?